Welcome to Inspirations, a podcast where we discuss everything relevant to the Christian life. Now, here is your host, Jay Spurlock. Hello, everyone. So in this episode, I want to discuss anxiety. It's something that I constantly struggle with that many people that I know do as well. And they come to me and ask questions about how they could maybe become less anxious. I'm right there with them. And I'm I'm like, well, honestly, I wish I had all the answers. But here are a few things that have helped me. And this led me to one of the exercises that I created to put in the journal this summer that I wrote for a summer camp. And I titled it Align with Jesus. Just a few months ago, when I was sitting and watching a good friend of mine, Todd, talk uh, to some high schoolers about mental health and why it was important, he began talking about anxiety and mental health. He stated that God's peace is found in God's presence and the present. When we look back to the past, guilt and shame are quick to greet us. When we look to the control what tomorrow brings... We meet their cousin, anxiety. Living with depression anxiety for the majority of my life, I have great compassion for others who suffer the same battle with the mind. So afterward, I shared with Todd why I believe God's peace can be found only in the present. So I will do my best to explain this. For those who are more visual learners, you can always go to inspirations.org forward slash align with Jesus, and you can see the video. I did a video on this, and there's also... A worksheet that goes along with this but when I was sitting there afterwards I discussed with Todd uh, and sometimes it's hard for me I get these concepts in my mind and it's hard for me to kind of explain it <laughs> and so uh, the best way I could do it was write out a series of questions and I'm going to do it here so I ask you this, can Jesus be present in the past? Yes. Can we be present in the past? No. Can Jesus be present in the future? Yes. Can we be present in the future? No. So then, can Jesus be present in the present? Yes. Can we be present in the present? And yes. So that last combination of the only place that we could truly be in the presence of God and Jesus and And the Holy Spirit is to be present. And I think this is the problem that leads so many down the path to anxiety and often depression as well because we live our life either in the past or the future. So Jesus states, I am with you always in Matthew 28, 20. Most Christians believe that God is omnipresent. Omnipresent means that he is present everywhere at the same time, okay? It means his divine presence encompasses the whole of the universe. There is no location the Lord does not inhabit. So since God is omnipresent, then yes, he is with us always. Therefore, the problem with our alignment with Jesus is just a simple problem. We are not omnipresent. And when reverting our minds to the past or looking anxiously into the future, We are no longer aligned with Jesus, and therefore we are no longer present with him. So exercise that I wrote out is basically, it's kind of like a cross in a way. And on the left side, I have things that are in the past, things that you revert back to that takes your mind out of the present moment. And then I have things on the right side of the cross, that things that you're constantly looking ahead to that are planning or 
trying to um, maybe control and those things go to the right but down the middle is this area that is is where we can be with Jesus and share the moment with him and that's the here and now that's the present so in in my exercises and this is something I do honestly daily because I have to do this or I will I will experience a lot of depression and anxiety because I've spent most of my day either sad or disappointed or angry or uh, resenting uh, something in the past or I am fearful of the future what I have to do this afternoon or tomorrow or this week or weekend or what is uh, I have to be in a situation that I really can't control so I don't know what may come my way so I'm anxious about it and honestly what I've done my whole day is I have not been present to the moment and this is something that it helped me to do draw out visually and uh, this is something you can go on the website and download and I uh, encourage you and and honestly you can do it one or two times and then you can start kind of just doing it on your own uh, each day and in your journal just drawing it out where when was I present you know how many times during the day was I living in the past or how many times in the day was I looking ahead in the future um, you know the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps, Proverbs sixteen nine. And I think that that verse comes to me so much because I'm a planner in a way, and I think I do that mainly because I want to kind of get out ahead of the problem or to, to know what's coming down the pipe to say, and that way I can be out ahead of it and prepare myself for it. And really, that's a good thing that preparation is great, but... How much of it is done in fear because we're afraid of we might fail or we might not be good enough or we might be rejected by whoever we're we're helping or whatever that may be. I want to read from um, the book of John real quick because here's, here's the key is that when Jesus, the book of John 16, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, he makes this promise, and he says, I will be with you always. He said to his disciples, I must tell you the truth. It is for your own good that I am going, because unless I go, the advocate will not come to you. But if I do go, I will send him to you. I shall ask the Father, and he will give you the Spirit to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world can never receive, since it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him, because he is with you. He is in you. John 16, 7 through 15. So this is the key. As believers, we have the promise that he is present with us at all times. He is present here and now. We can try to go back, fix the past, or we can go ahead and try to control the future, but we're always going to be alone in that. And when we're able to, each day, when we're tried to literally driven by distraction distraction comes from an older term which literally means this old term of medieval time of where they would distract people meaning they would tie their limbs to four different horses and well distract them and honestly that's what distraction means today to a lot of us and we don't understand it but we're being pulled in so many different ways and all that does is create this us going in between back and forth from the future to the past future to the past future to the past and we're never present once i started practicing this and i started taking 
um, just kind of inventory of where my thoughts were. Where did I spend most of my days? Did I spend it in the past? Pertaining to my past failures, my past bad decisions, my past regrets, the resentment, unmet expectations, past hurts. Do I live out of that lens more than living in the present lens that God is with me here and now? No matter what comes my way, He is with me, and He goes before me, and He is behind me, and I'm with Him when I am present. Or do I spend the majority of my time in the future where I'm fear of rejection? Maybe I'm I'm scared of what may come uh, to be exposed. Is there secrets that I'm holding from loved ones? Uh, this fear of failure that I'm not going to be enough or... I may look like an idiot in front of everybody or something that I say or do doesn't make sense to the person that I'm trying to help. Am I going to be betrayed by those I love the most? Is there a lack of trust? Can I trust anyone? Should I trust these people? If I'm meeting someone new, should I trust them? Ultimately, what that does is it creates this fear and fear brings distrust and it, it makes us impulsive. We, we react quickly. We try to control others and it leads to manipulation. We all struggle with this, and I think it's something that we will never be able to get rid of, honestly, but I think there's something that we can do, we can address, and we can try to limit the amount of thoughts and time we spend in either the past or the future and not in the presence of God, where there is peace. And he says, it says, you know, here's some verses. It says, First Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation be prayer, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then John 14, verse 27 says, Peace is what I leave you. It is my own peace that I give you. Do not give it as the world does. Do not be worried or upset. Do not be afraid. Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. Matthew 6, 34. Luke 12. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? And then Proverbs 12, verse 25, An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Maybe that kind word is meant to you. You know, being kind to yourself is one of the, the things I struggle with myself the most is I really can be kind to others and, and encourage them and lift them up. But when it comes to me and my dialogue daily within my mind and to myself, it is not so kind. And I have to ask myself, I don't think those things or those thoughts are from Jesus, but I think they're from the enemy. And it's for me to decide the truth and be in the truth and know that those are lies and that, you know, Satan is going to attack. He's going to attack, but, you know, he's a defeated foe, and I'm victorious in Jesus if I allow him to be. So it's kind of like replacing the lie with the truth of Jesus, and that comes through Scripture, and that comes through repetition and constantly being kind to myself and 
giving myself affirmations that are biblical and truthful and knowing who I am in Christ and not according to this world. Hope this helps you. And if you're struggling with anxiety, you're not alone. Um, you're, it's, a common, it's a common problem. But just know that even the Bible states, you know, cast all your anxiety on him because he comes, he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7. So this is something that is, is just not of our day and age, but has been a, a problem for people since day one. And that you're not alone. And the best way to combat anxiety is to make it a daily habit to take inventory of your, your thoughts and what is going through your mind, taking every thought captive and knowing what is from God and what is from Satan. And usually it leads to a peace that surpasses all understanding. And you know that is only from God. Thanks. And now, the quest to reflect. For today's quest to reflect, I want to ask you a question that has many different levels, but is simple, but can be very powerful in bringing up uh, various things that may be um, surfacing in your heart um, as you continue your, your journey in faith or recovery or wherever you are in life. But I try to ask myself these questions, well, this question, and then insert uh, different things at the end uh, to kind of reflect on. And uh, the question is, what has God revealed to you today? What has God revealed to you this week? What has God revealed to you this year? And then I think it's a great tool to use, but just to kind of take inventory of what has God revealed to you so far in life, like seeing how far you've come and like, you know, uh, it's really helps me when I am ministering to others and helping them and kind of guiding them on their journey of going back and, and seeing just um, you know, where I, where it began and, you know, it began me reading a lot of books and, and ultimately it began with me losing everything that, um, I had built my life on, um, that was not, uh, in a foundation of just God. And, um, it was there where I found my faith, truly found my faith. And then I could start building on that solid foundation of the word and the truth. And, and then, then taking deep um, reflection and, and going into therapy and reflecting on why I react the way I do or why I see the world the way I do and maybe why that is. And, and just having this new, new eyes and new perspective. And then... I can then minister to others and help see them at what stage they are and understand that it's going to be a journey and uh, to allow them not to get discouraged no matter where they are in their journey um, and to meet them where they are to say um, because we all are at different stages and I think um, 
This is something, this question can really be powerful if you want to take a deep reflection on your life and on your on your journey and just what God is doing in your life. Because really it's, we go through each day and then it get, becomes a week and then it becomes a year and we're just like, wow, that was fast. And all this stuff, um, maybe that God is trying to reveal to us we haven't taken a time to just reflect on it. We, I, I do this often, and I have to check myself, but I consume, 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 uh, read, 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 podcast, podcast, audio book, audio book, you name it, articles, and then before you know it, I just feel it all cluttered, and uh, I can't tell you what I've been reading or what I've been um, studying, so I think it is just important to reflect on what we're reading and and being able to do so and then having that this is where journaling comes in where you can go back and you can circle back and see um, maybe how you answer these questions a year ago and it's really cool to see how your faith has grown and um, and you can always just go back I, I think it's a great habit so if you haven't done this, you know, ask yourself these questions. What has God revealed to you today? And, and what has God revealed to you this week? And then what has God revealed to you this year? And then just in, in general, what has God revealed to you so far in life? And this is a great question to ask a friend that's maybe in faith. And uh, that conversation can lead to many other great conversations down the road thanks now one thing to check out for this episode's one thing to check out I want to talk about a book that uh, really helped me uh, that was given to me uh, at a time where I was uh, this is the first time I really opened up about what I was going through with someone that I didn't know and counseling. And uh, the gentleman at the end of the two and a half hours uh, ended up referring me to someone else, and he did so, but he also gave me a copy of a book, and that book really helped me discover um, this journey of going inside and really... um, taking a reflection on what I was feeling. Um, the book is called The Voice of the Heart, and it's by Chip Dodd. And the book, um, I read it really quick at first, so good. And then I went back, and I had to just keep uh, breaking it down. And I keep going back to it constantly because um, I, I struggle with naming my feelings, you know, how I feel. We all have feelings and, you know, hurt, loneliness, sadness, anger, fear, shame, guilt, gladness, just those eight feelings. And one of the things when you first enter therapy is you're, you're, you can't really do anything about something until you name it, until you actually are able to name it and you can bring it to the surface and then you can start kind of addressing the the mess to say and I truly did not know the eight feelings number one and I didn't know what they were so this book really helped me 
and gaining that understanding um, and then continuing my journey. This really, this book started my my quest to reflect the inside of my soul and my heart because it will do that. It It's more about what is going on inside than what has happened to you because you can't control the things that have happened to you can't control this world and the things that are going to be thrown at you but you can control if you are um, if you do your work you can control how you react to those things and setting boundaries and setting um, just expectations and and um, and and setting those so people know where you stand on certain things and what is okay and what is not okay so um, this book led me to even more resources, Sage Hill Counseling, Sage Hill Resources in Nashville. Um, I go to a lot of their seminars. They have a podcast. Um, I've listened to that weekly almost, and I just really uh, want to encourage you to, if you're looking for something to dive into and maybe you feel like something's not right, but you don't really know how to name it, and uh, this book will help you kind of gain an understanding of maybe what's going on inside. And there's a lot of study guide companions with it. Um, and the good thing is, is Chip is a local guy. So if you live in the Tennessee area, um, he has a lot of great stuff online, social media. So I just really encourage you to check it out. You can go to sagehillresources.com. You can pick out. Um, the voice of the heart there's also other books that chip has wrote uh love them all so uh, do that go check it out and i hope that it helps you as much as it has helped me thanks i want to take a minute to first off thank everybody that has tuned in has listened has shared inspirations the podcast has reached out and support um it has been a a cool journey for the past few months and um I wanted to take this time to kind of let you know and fill you in about I'm going to take a few weeks off from it and uh, we'll be back. I'll be back next January or this upcoming January, just a few months. And um, but I've I really God has put it on my heart that I've have this year has been a year of a lot of creation for me of creating um, journals and and um and this podcast and a bunch of other things and um it has been great but also I'm, i also need to remember that i need to spend some time with the creator himself and um, allow him to fill me with some new things and put some things on my heart to come back and share with each and every one of you and uh, i can't wait to see what he has in mind and um i think it'll be good and come back refreshed and refueled but until then uh don't hesitate to reach out on social media or through email at jay.inspirations.org. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday and may God bless you. Thank you. As always, thank you for listening to Inspirations, the podcast. For more information, be sure to visit www.inspirations.org.